0: what's
1: new how is the world treating you my name is ed peters and i welcome you to what's new we return today to matthew chapter 13 looking at the parables of the mustard seed and the yeast recorded in verses 31 through 35. verses 31 and 32 present to us a different kind of seed Then the seed in the first two parables. There the sower, the son of man, planted grain that produced healthy food. In this parable, a mustard seed is used to represent the kingdom of heaven. Mustard is a condiment and has no food value. The mustard seed is a very small seed, but it can grow into a small tree with branches large enough for birds to nest in. So, this parable reveals the outward growth of the organized church. The church and the world have become horribly mixed in our world today. There has been real integration between man and the church and man and the world. Then Jesus tells us that the birds came and lodged in the branches. According to the interpretation of the first parable given by Jesus, the birds represent evil. So we have a picture of Satan at work in the church. Now, in verses 33 through 35, we have the parable of the yeast. The word yeast, or leaven, is used 98 times in the Bible and is always used in a bad sense. The picture that we have here is of a woman mixing yeast into the meal. The meal represents the gospel, and we know this from the parable of the sower. The meal is made from grain seed, and Jesus told us that the seed represents the gospel. So, this parable gives us a picture of what happens to the word of God on this earth between the first and second coming of Christ. This parable teaches that the intrusion of false doctrine into the church will finally lead to total apostasy. Now, here are verses 31 to 35, and they read... He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air can come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowds in parables. He did not say anything to them without using parables. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world.
0: All may change, but Jesus never, glory to his name. Oh, how sweet the glorious message simple faith may claim. Yesterday, today, forever.
1: Here with our study is Pastor Henry Horner.
2: Jesus spoke to large crowds. He was a master communicator, and he used parables, stories, to teach truth. In Matthew 13, a number of his parables are recorded. He spoke about the kingdom of heaven, by which he evidently meant his rule, including the time from his first coming to his second coming. That was the mystery form of the kingdom, which had not been revealed by the Old Testament prophets. This mystery form would precede the messianic kingdom on earth, and it includes the church age. I've spoken about the first two parables from Matthew 13. Today the third and the fourth, Matthew 13:31 to 33. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows it is the largest of garden plants, and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. So Jesus compares this mystery form of the kingdom to a mustard seed, that when planted grows to a mature plant. While Jesus does not interpret this parable, there are some clues. His point is that the beginnings of this kingdom are small. The mustard seed was the smallest known garden seed of that time. In fact, the term small as a mustard seed had become proverbial for something tiny. Later, Jesus spoke about faith as small as a mustard seed. From that very small seed grew a plant of some four meters high, large enough for birds to perch on its branches a very large plant from a very small seed. Evidently, Jesus meant to teach that the plant represented the professed followers of Christ, that is, Christendom. It had a very small beginning, but it grew rapidly. Since birds often represent evil, the birds lodging in this tree would represent those who professed, but who were not really a part of the tree. So the tree and the birds may represent professing Christendom, both genuine believers and followers of Christ, but including also only professing believers. The history of the church bears out that it had a small, seemingly inconsequential beginning, but it grew rapidly. Actually, it virtually exploded very early, And as the people were scattered, the gospel was taken to the ends of the then-known world. Today, I suppose, the church is represented in every country. But this age isn't yet concluded. We are living in exciting times of the expansion of the message of the gospel. Perhaps we are nearing the close of this age. Perhaps we are nearing the re-entry of our Lord. In the second parable, Jesus compares the kingdom of heaven to yeast that when mixed with a large amount of flour works until it permeates the whole piece of dough. Perhaps Jesus meant to teach that once the message of the kingdom, which included the gospel, was released, nothing could stop it. The picture is similar to the parable of the mustard seed. There the emphasis is on an extensive outward growth. In this parable, the emphasis is on intensive inward transformation. The message of the kingdom of heaven operates quietly, but surely. Although beginning small, nothing can stop it as it permeates the whole. Finally, the last words attached by Matthew to the end of this parable are as follows. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Those last words are a quote from Psalm 78, verse 2, a psalm of Asaph. What did Jesus reveal in these parables that was not clearly spelled out in the Old Testament? Perhaps they are there, but it involved bringing together various words from the different prophets. I believe this is what Asaph had in mind. So what are the hidden things, which Matthew mentions here, that needed bringing together before they could be clearly seen? I suggest three here. No doubt one is the fact that Jesus was the Messiah and that the Messiah would be the royal king but also the suffering servant, that these two aspects merged into one person. That could not clearly be seen in the Old Testament. Second, While both the king and the shepherd are evident from the Old Testament writings, the fact that the coming of the shepherd while the same person would precede by centuries the coming of the king was hidden. In other words, the first coming of Jesus to save preceded by centuries his second coming to rule. These were not distinguished clearly in the Old Testament. And third. THE NECESSITY OF A MYSTERY FORM OF CHRIST'S KINGDOM, THE SPIRITUAL FORM IN THIS AGE, ALSO WAS NOT SEPARATELY AND DISTINCTIVELY MADE KNOWN. TO SUMMARIZE THE HIDDEN THINGS, JESUS BY THESE PARABLES UNITES IN HIMSELF STREAMS OR STRANDS OF REVELATION WHICH WERE THERE BUT WHICH WERE NOT EVIDENT BEFORE. IT WAS IN HIM THAT REDEMPTIVE HISTORY CAME TO A CLIMAX when Christ is seen to be the central figure of God's history of salvation, then all things begin to come into focus. The Old Testament comes together, and it all points to Jesus Christ, the suffering Savior, servant, shepherd, and the coming King.
0: There's a line that's been t- Side, march the forces of evil.